sounding board where freedom lives. You've, you've wanted to do that for Ava, uh, haven't you? I have. I've been toying with it. <laughs> but it, it works for me. This is, forget all the other terms, this is the podcast about freedom. Sure, sure, absolutely. I want to talk to you. I need your help. I would like to steal man vaccines. Or rather, gene therapies. Right. Uh, still, still man... Still man the therapies or still man the let's government's just from, just, kind of... Let's just from now on just use the term vaccines. I mean, I never know whether to outright not use the term vaccine because this is the first ever type of vaccine like this uh, that's using a gene therapy. You know, no, no other vaccines like that and, have never been approved yeah, before. Sure. Um, none of the ever, even the trials for gene therapies in the, in the, in the US or in the UK have have ever worked <laughs> mysteriously now in 2020 they do but i want to i want to take the arguments for for having them and and just try and be as robust as we can sure so we're going to still man the other side the people yes. who are saying you must get vaccinated because of x yes okay did you, do you see what i'm I, getting I at see here? i see where you're getting at. i'm going to struggle with this I think it's going to take a lot of thought, um, and I don't think we're going to. I mean, I don't think we're going to get there. I, I don't. I don't want to go into any steel mining exercise, predicting defeat. <laughs> but I, I really struggle with this because any conversation I have with anyone tends to tends to go very very quickly down the line of this is just nonsense, isn't it? And are we? So we're going to have to establish some rules here, I guess. Are we? Are we assuming that the people who are pro-vaccine are doing it from a point of view of looking after the populace and not from a point of view of... I mean, so I could still man it and say, if we just... So, well, a very obvious one would be, let's see how far we can push the electorate, see what we can get away with and get them used to being injected by the state. Because if they're used to being injected by the state, we can do whatever the hell we like. So that that that's that's one way. Or you are you are you thinking more along the lines of we should do it because of an epidemiological point of view and it's all yeah, about no, immunity. I am I am not talking about steel manning authoritarianism. Right. Okay. So this is this is why I wanted to get <laughs> the rules absolutely. out of the way. I'm talking about the everyday conversations that you and I either have or are likely to get in with people who we know who if not outright bedwetters, are are those people who have caved for the vaccine because because the so-called vaccines have arrived. They're they're happy to be locked down uh, because the end is in sight because it's within our grasp and all this all this nonsense. But even even people who aren't happy to be locked down are yes. encouraging people who people who don't want to be locked down yes. at all are saying, look, we just need to do this to get out of lockdown. Or to have a holiday, or any other any other reasons. But I'm aware of conversations. I've I've yet to have one directly, but I'm aware of conversations uh, with friends of mine, with family members, and things like that, where they've had to have this conversation. Where they go, I'm not having the vaccine, and you know, they go, why why not? And and making the arguments and the discussions that they're having always end with um, 
personal cancellation. They end up with no platforming. <laughs> I like using these phrases now because it you spot it everywhere as soon as you recognise the traits. If I was having a conversation with you and you said, look, I just don't want to talk about this anymore, <laughs> then that's you unwilling to engage any further. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to talk to you because I don't think... I don't think I can convince you or I don't think your, your position is sound, but I'm just not going to engage anymore. It's, it's, it's often, it's not like, I mean, there are different ways of doing that as well. Of There's, course. you know, if, if you and I were having a discussion about something and we were on different, it doesn't happen very often, but we were on different sides of whatever it was. And we said, you know, we've been at this for half an hour. Let's agree to disagree. That's one thing. But that's not often how it's done, is it's, it? And it's not what I'm talking about here. Um, the, the examples that I've been told about are, are such that, you know, we're not going to be able to ever have this conversation. That, that's where it's ending. We're, we're not going to be able to talk to you about this, are we? Ending. And you're looking surprised there. Um, but that's... that. I, I'm gearing up for having such conversations. Well, my, my, so my wife's had to have them because she's disabled. So yes. obviously she's been contacted already. Lots of her disabled when friends have she? had it. Um, not that long ago, but so she's in her forties. She's in her forties. So, was there any prioritisation? She's she's certainly not you know been offered it at Christmas or anything like that. No, no, no. Um, They've been <clears throat> basically going by age, haven't they? I think so. Yeah. There's been a few exceptions. Um, I think I think they're still. I mean, in our local area, they're still doing people. Over, I think they're still doing people over fifty or fifty-five. Um, right. Okay. So she's 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 early. Um, but not much, not very. Early. Not, no, no. Like, I mean, she, you, you and I are going to get offered within weeks. Yeah, I think, aren't we? I, I imagine so. Yeah, um, we're but, both we're both both in our forties. <laughs> <laughs> but she was so she. The, what all she's been doing is just you know almost just just trying to shut it down immediately. So if how they contacted her? Uh, it's, it's phone calls, text messages, well, no, our, Facebook. Our our, our mum and dad. I mean, they've they've had everything. They've had, as in from from the states. They've they've just been they're constantly bombarded. Sure. Continuing, but apparently they've been stepping it up um, because they want them to want them to have the jab. But she she so she's been contacted by friends and stuff, and uh, she's just sort of says, "No, you're joking, aren't you? There's no way I'm having that. Don't be daft." <laughs> And, and and that's it. And, and trying, it, to, trying to trying to shut it down as early as that. Right. Um, that's an interesting tactic. I like that. That'd be that'd be ridiculous. Yeah. It's 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 you know don't don't, like, don't, don't be so silly. What what, what kind I of like, question is that? And they're like, oh okay, I've had it. <laughs> um, but that's the easiest way of, of. I like that. You know. This is these are useful techniques. These are useful techniques. So one of the one of the obvious ones. Um, do you want to just pick that up in case this door opens with a child in a minute? Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> um, obviously, people think there's been there's been an awful lot of fear, obviously, peddled by the government, by the media, in order to get us to the point, us, the population, that we're willing to take experimental injections. Maybe that's the term we should use. Have you had your experimental injection yet? Gene therapy tends to scare people if you, if you use the term. Experimental gene therapy. Experimental gene therapy, even better. Gene therapy used in an experimental vaccine. Anyway, they think that they need it to protect themselves. That's, that's number one. So number one in the steel man is, I'm vulnerable. Yep. Could be old, 
could be in that, you know, very much in that age bracket where you're much more susceptible to succumbing to COVID-19. You have, you know, multiple comorbidities. You are, you're not fit and healthy. And certainly you've got the kinds of things that, uh, again, that you, know, you and I know, we're not COVID deniers. Yeah. If, if you were morbidly obese with diabetes, <laughs> then I might be thinking you needed a bit more protection. Um, and it might, it might be worth the risk. It might be worth the risk at that stage. Yes. But, and this is the point. It is a question of risk. What seems to come from people is that the, the vaccines have no possible risk of no possible downside. They're, they're, never, they're never talked about in terms of risk, are they? Sometimes, sometimes they are, but in a, in a, in, for, for, for me, in a quite amusing way. So people will say stuff like, you're more likely to die on the way to getting the vaccine than you, you know, in a car accident. That does, that's not the slam dunk they think it is, is it? No, and I'm thinking... Okay, if you want to go down that route, then you're much more likely to, to die. If you're you know, 19 and under, you're much more likely to die of putting on your trousers than you are of COVID-19 in the first place. Yeah. So when, if you, if you're, you're not putting COVID-19 in this ranking. No, no. For you and your age bracket and your health. Absolutely. But you see, it quickly turns into when you say, I don't need it. When you say, I'm immune. When you say, I've had it. When you say, I've been exposed to it so many times and I haven't developed any symptoms. I'm fine. My body can fight this off. Then you end up in the territory where people say, oh, yeah, but you have to have it for everyone else. And this, this to me is just where the wheels fall off the wagon. Well, does it, does it okay? work or doesn't it work? If, you, if the vaccines exactly. work, you can get one. I don't have to have one. If they don't work, why are you why forcing are you me one? to get it? <laughs> and, and why are you having one sure. if they don't work? Now, do you think this is about the percentages? Do you think this is about those quoted figures of... This is 86% effective or 92% effective. Or, I, mean, I, I really struggle to understand how they arrive at these numbers as well. Because the percentage is, you know, one number out of 100, so to speak. And what are they measuring? What are the 100 things, you know, that they're measuring that they get 90 odd out of? It's got to be, it's got to be guesswork, surely. It's, of course it is. It's, it's got probably to be computer guesswork. models. It's probably, it's probably run through Neil Ferguson's model a couple of times with completely random answers. And they've just taken an average and thought, yeah, yeah, that's fine. Well, let's round it up a little bit. Because yeah. it, it must be, guess what? They can't, they can't have tested that on enough people and, and expose these people to COVID-19 and see what happens. But let's say that anyone who receives the vaccine um, gets hideously ill after six months. And that's one of the side effects. Are they going to revise their effectiveness percentages? Or are they going to turn around and say, yeah, we didn't get COVID though. <laughs> I mean, what, what are we talking about here? It, it, it's not a measure of health, is it? No. They're, they're trying to measure something that's very intangible, which is that you might not get COVID seriously after you've had it. I mean, this is... But it's, it's, it's up there. It's up there with... Um, it's one of these kind of... It's it's similar to social distancing. It's similar to wearing a mask. It makes a bit of difference, and if it's a little bit of difference, you know, it's it, worth, it, it's, it's, worth it's, the risk. It's, it's worth doing it. Yeah. If we all just made that little bit of an effort, then we then we'd. But we'd it doesn't it out. work with this one, though, does it? Because we're not doing a very good job of still manning this. Right. Okay. Let's we're try. We're trying to still man it. You're right. You're right. Okay. Um, 
we all need to have the vaccine because there are vulnerable people in the population who can't have the vaccine. And we need to not pass it on to them. Can we just not visit them if we're ill? That's not fair on these poor vulnerable people. They should be able to do whatever they want, whenever they want to. So that they, the, that's so, the argument of lockdown, so, isn't it? So they can, but we can't. That's the argument of lockdown. Well, that was, that was another. That was another daft. You know, it's it's like lockdowns. It's like you need to lock down in your house because my quarantine won't work unless you quarantine as well. And this is my point. How is does that, that work? Is that the same argument as vaccines? It's it's definitely similar. It's not the whole mask thing. It's to protect you. Protect someone else. Protect, yeah, as in yeah, protect yeah. everybody else. Not not to protect the the wearer. The wearer. It's the same with the vaccine. You know, if, 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 it, if it means by just a small percentage that you're not going to be as transmissible, then you need to inject yourself with this GM vaccine or whatever it is. Franken vaccine. I wonder how many people who are against GM crops are taking the vaccine. That's another beautiful contradiction I've just <laughs> thought of. Oh, there's, there's tons of them. There has to be tons of them. this is why I asked you can you help me steel man this because I just end up in a dead end every time I try it's why should the healthy lock themselves down ever I mean this is about this is as much about lockdown as as it is about anything else so why should the healthy take vaccines even if even if they work. I mean, let's let's say that the vaccine does cut the rate of transmission and death by 98%. So it's still, still a chance that you might get ill, and that's still within the bounds of the chance that you're going to get... Well, I'm talking about the reduction in risk further from the already low bar it is for us and... Obviously, that that's a, a sliding scale to the to the old and the and the vulnerable. Where am I going with this? So, well, okay. So, if, and, if they work, if they work, you still don't need to take one because the risk is still ridiculously low anyway. Sure, and and uh, so one of the one of the arguments I've used with people is that I I, I always wait for service pack one. <laughs> so. You know, whenever so whenever, when you whenever whenever Windows is updated, you never update it straight away. I've done it in the past; huge mistake. You how wait, do you, you how wait, do you deal with Windows Ten? You wait for Service Pack One. I don't use Windows Ten, right? Because Windows Ten's all that rolling up. This is updates forever. They've normalised updates. Yeah, no, I do Linux. <laughs> um, but and it, okay, like your iPhone. You know, people have got an iPhone. Do you you know do you upgrade to the latest operating system on your iPhone straight away? Never. Don't, yep. don't don't do it. Wait, wait for some. Wait, wait, wait for service pack one or service pack two. Um, it's the same. It's the same with vaccines. Um, I mean, so that's the that's the, again that's an easy one, and then it means I don't have to get a com- in a conversation with you know my my colleagues who I have to work with every day saying you're a moron if you if you're going to get that vaccine because it's too risky and, and you might what if you if you that little faith in your own immune system. Speaking of immune systems, why is Boris Johnson getting a vaccine? Steel man that because I can't I, I can't steel man that without steel manning authoritarianism. That's just impossible. That's the only reason. And and this is something I continually bring up. The do they not know how vaccines work? 
as in the, the, the people. Oh, I've used that phrase. <laughs> the people. I don't know if there's a capital T and a capital P or not in this. Are you talking about the, the elite? The, the, the no, I'm talking, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about everyone else. I'm, I'm talking about the population. Vaccines, and even this vaccine, this gene therapy, it stimulates your body to recognise something that's familiar about a virus. Yeah, and so in this case, your body's cells become little vaccine factories. One second. Daddy. Yeah. I'm just getting some barbie dolls. Right, but we're recording at the moment, darling. You can't really have any right now. Well, my mummy said to go downstairs. Oh, did she now? Brilliant. Well, I can pass you a couple. I can pass you some of these ones. Can I have bendy. My I... bendy. Legs. I don't know where they are, my darling. Oh, that one's got bendy legs and arms. This is the one I wanted. Good. Do you want any others? Okay, off you go. Night, night. Night, night. Because vaccines, and in this case, as I've just said, the, the, your own body is the little vaccine factory, yeah? you're producing the spike protein in order for your body to then produce antibodies um, to fight it. But that's how your immune system works anyway. So let's take Boris Johnson as an example. Boris Johnson has the virus, his body fought it off and he lived. That means he's immune, otherwise he would have died. You don't, you don't lose the immunity battle and live, yeah? That means his body now recognises all manner of bits of this virus. And therefore the immunity should be better. Well, yeah, because just... he's probably immune to SARS-CoV-1 now as well. And Absolutely. some of the other coronaviruses. Probably and... some of the common colds. Exactly. So there are, you know, all, all the bits of this virus got broken down, introduced to the immune system, which then has, has, has fought it off, but has now has a memory for, for this. The vaccine, the gene therapies, are designed to stimulate that response in you. Now, why do you need that response stimulating if you've already faced the virus? You don't. There's no way of still manning that. So in, in that respect, can you see anything other than a sinister in, intent? No, because if people, have, if, if, if people have had it, then they're immune. So why, why, why are they under pressure? To take these experimental, you know, experimental injections. Experimental so, injections. Okay. Um, and even so, even Boris himself, when he was so he was talking, I think it was before it might have been before the November lockdown, and he was saying, "Look, I my, my body is, you know, full of antibodies, full of antibodies, yes, but did. we all still need." So he, it's like he understood that he was immune at that point. But he said, "We all need to stay inside because it needs to be, you know, one rule for everybody." So he kind of. He was right, aware of that, immunity at that point. Right. So that was a political statement. I mean, everything comes out of his mouth is political. That was a political calculation. Yeah. He didn't want, ironically, to create a two-class system whereby those who've had the virus just go around living their lives and those who haven't cower indoors. Yeah. That's what he didn't want. Now, why... I have no idea. I mean, that 
you should obviously extend that to just those who want to risk it and those who don't. Anyway, that that well, still, that's, still, still, manning that. I imagine he didn't want people to have COVID parties and to overwhelm the NHS. Right, but that's having COVID parties is not the same as saying people who. Oh, you you mean if you're allowed to go out, then you might be encouraged to get to actually sure. seek it out, like I, I, would. Like I did. <laughs> Locked myself in a room with uh, two people who definitely had it. Uh, and that, I mean, that was the day. That was two days after being in a meeting and sitting adjacent around a table to someone who had it the worst. Um, I tried everything I could: shared door handles, personal space, you name it. Because uh, I want to get it out of the way. No symptoms, no nothing. I'm immune. I'm, that's, that's my. I know. I know a few people. I know. I know. I know a guy. Well, I know two guys actually, both whose wives had it. One, one whose wife had it. Um, and he, yeah, he had nothing. Had had the test. I know someone nothing. like that as well. Yeah. Um, com- yeah, completely immune. Um, another another guy I know whose wife and his kid had it. Uh, he's so they all had they all, they all got the test. Uh, his wife lost her sense of taste and smell. Yeah, that's a very um, common one. Uh, felt ill. Had a slight temperature for a couple of days. Felt ill. Felt like she had a cold for maybe three days, and that yeah. was it. The kid who tested positive. No symptoms whatsoever. Yeah, and he had. That's assuming that the positive test sure, was real. Sure. But yeah, but he he had he had a couple of tests during the two weeks. Uh, nothing, absolutely nothing. So he's obviously you know living in the same house, sleeping in the same bed with his wife. Obviously, yeah. You know, completely completely immune. Um, and I'm sure there are lots of people like that. I in fact, I probably know as many people who are who, who are, I think are immune as I know people who've had it. I think I know more. Yeah. I mean, this is, I think the term immunity deniers needs to come out mm. again, doesn't it? Because that, that to me is exactly what it is. If, 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 you're, being, if you're being told you have to have a, a vaccine when, when you are immune, and I'll go with people who suffered symptoms, the actual, you know, the loss, I've said this before, the loss of taste and smell is a significant symptom, not in severity, but just in... Because it's easy to pe- spot. ...peculiarity. When was the last time? I mean, I'm, I'm, I suppose that you, lose your, you can lose your sense of, of, of taste and smell when you have a, a heavy cold, or a sinus infection, something affecting your, you know, your nasal passages and all this kind of stuff. But it's, as far as I've been told, it is nothing like this mysterious... Complete cessation. Well, yeah, but you can still taste. you can still taste a good curry. That's what I mean. Whereas, whereas everyone I know has had that, that that's been the bit they've gone. This is weird. You know, their, their their sense of taste and smell just just disappears. So, even even those people, it's like me and you. We we've probably been exposed to it. We're probably immune, but. You know, there's still that little little doubt in that in that regard. Now, again, with our age and health and, and everything else, we, we still don't need to take it. But why force people who have definitely had it to have an experimental jab that is going to try to stimulate your body to do something it's already done? But there aren't. Correct me if I'm wrong. There are tests to see whether you've got the antibodies, aren't there? There are. I don't know how reliable they are, but remember, did, are you aware of the T cell tests? Are you aware that there are such things as T cell tests that the government won't approve? 
Uh, that doesn't surprise you at all, does it? No, and it's, it's again. This is it's, this is why it seems Companies so sinister. Companies developed T cell tests are still waiting for it to be approved. Now, because, because the, and, and the reason that that is, is, it would show everyone like you and me. I'd take one of those. Yeah, 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 for sure. And, and it would, but it would mean that everybody who had who got a positive on the T cells would be saying, "I don't need the vaccine," and that's not what they want. So. I this is this the is worst be, steel manning session we've ever had. No, we're, we're just steel manning authoritarianism again, aren't we? I mean, I can steel man socialism easier than I can steel man this. If you asked me to steel man full communism, I could put up, I could do a better <laughs> job than trying to steel man getting this vaccine. And that's proving a, a, a decent point, though, isn't it? You I can't mean, do it. And I can't, it's not even as if, you know, sometimes where. You know, you can hear like a decent speaker talk about something you completely disagree with and think he's done a good job there because some because some people will get fooled by that. You know, you can hear people talk yeah. about socialism in such a way that it sounds like a really noble thing to do. Yeah, and, helping and, others. Yeah, and then yeah. they, they frame it in such a way that obviously don't mention any of the side effects or any of the experiments have ever gone wrong. But I've never heard anyone talk about the vaccine and, and for me to think, you know what? Even a you know a, a dummy might get fooled by that you know or someone of average intelligence might get fooled by that. I haven't even heard of that. But from, from now, anybody, I, I me neither. I, I I mean I love your wife's reaction. I think that is absolutely fantastic. Don't be so ridiculous. I, I love that the utter dismissiveness. That's just that's just. Brilliant. Well, you, you, she just I'm wants to cut it off that. as no, early as possible. That's that's very very clever. The thing is, a lot of the people I talk to who don't want the vaccine, they they don't know how to say it. And what they do is start listing all the reasons why they shouldn't have it. Or they actually, they start listing all the reasons why they might have to have it. Like going on holiday, going to the pub, you know, whatever. And I've tried to say, look, you, you, are, you are thinking about this the wrong way around. It is, it is not up to you to have to list your defence here. It is up to them to explain to you and to convince you that it's the right thing to have. Now, I, I, I can't find that. I, I just can't find that. You know, and again, I don't know how to always caveat this. I mean, if you were... If you were 85, would you have the vaccine? I, if I was eighty-five and I had a reasonable amount of money, and I could afford to go on nice holidays, and those holidays were stopped, and if I got a vaccine, I'd be able to go on holiday, and it might be my last one. Then, then I might, I might be a bit selfish, and I would, I would have no problems with anyone now who said, you know what, I know, I know this isn't the right thing to do, but you've got forty years ahead of you. I might have five if I'm lucky. This might be my last holiday. I'm taking the vaccine so I can go on holiday. Fair play, yeah. you know. I, I I wouldn't be able to criticize someone in, in in that circumstance. If it was, you know, if it was, if somebody was taking it for freedom in their eighties, you know what? This could be the last, it could be the last couple of years, mm. you know. And you can't. What about for their health? If they were, again, it would dep- it depend on it would depend on, you know, is, are they are they an, an unhealthy 80, 80 year old or you know is it is it? What what yeah. would you what do you reckon about the the data that that looks like your chance of 
of getting COVID and dying in the first couple of weeks oh, that's after having scary. the vaccine. I mean, if I, if I did, if I did get it, and I was in my eighties, I would lock myself in some hermetically sealed room with cans of baked beans, and nobody would come anywhere near me for two weeks, because all the data I've seen suggests that you are extremely likely to pick it up, and you'll get it far worse than had you, because you, you know, it, 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 it's it's like, I mean, that's that's why they've had waves of people who've had in like in Italy and places who've had the vaccine, elderly people within the Israel. first couple of weeks, yeah, Israel as well. Um, I would, yeah, I'd be shutting myself away. If I was, if I was doing doing this properly, I'd be, you know, and, and it was to go on holiday or whatever. Let's say they bring in vaccine passports, I'd do it. I'd, 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 I'd lock well, myself in my house. That's what you know now, based on the data. Yes. Now, back in December, when they're, I'm rushing out the delivery of of these vaccines. These people didn't know, didn't know that. Now, you and I. Have I've always thought, and this is the whole point is, there are risks. But this has been sold as, I mean, snake oil doesn't even cut it, does it? But as risk-free. Yeah, and you don't expect, if, if you expect risks, you expect risks in the forms of side effects, or maybe you'll feel a little bit rough afterwards, or you get a dead arm, you know, the, the sorts of things that you normally get. You wouldn't expect right. the risk to be, you've got more chance of getting a thing you're trying to prevent. So that's another, I mean, I won't use the term anecdote. This is another lived experience from for me. Um, I know more people who've had a bad, but obviously not deadly, reaction to the vaccine than I know who've had a any reaction at all. Now, let me wait this properly. You're talking about COVID. Yeah, but I'm just trying to get get the description right. People who've, people who've been bedridden by the vaccine, I know more of those than have been bedridden by COVID. Right. Just to put it into some perspective, because I, I do know people who've had some symptoms, but they've been mild. And, you, been... Yeah, I mean, and, you, and do you know, how many more people do you know who've had the vaccine compared to the number of people you've known who've had COVID? Just so we get there. Um, do you see what, see what I'm saying? If you know if you know 100 people who've had the vaccine, but only similar. three people have had COVID, then... Um, I, I, I know more people who've had who've had COVID. Right. Yeah, so that makes probably, it worse. Then. It's probably sixty forty. Right. So that that actually makes your figure worse. Oh, definitely. Definitely. It's not like you know a hundred people who've been vaccinated and only three people have had COVID. Uh, so far, I only know. I only know two people who haven't who've had the vaccine who haven't had a bad reaction, <laughs> uh, and I know three or four people. Who've had a bad reaction? I, and no one talks about that. I'm trying to think if I know. No if one I know, talks about if, that. I mean, I know, I know one old lady who's in her 80s. I think she's 86 and volunteers at the hospital. Right. Um, so she got it early. Yeah. Um, but she wanted to go back volunteering at the hospital. She's been a, like a yeah. nurse and a, and help. Just you yeah. Know, she's one of the most charitable people I've ever met in my yeah. entire life. Dedicated. Yeah. yeah proper public servant. Um, you know, does stuff for people all the time outside of this. Yeah. You know, obviously retired years ago, but still carries on helping volunteer. And she wanted to carry on doing it. So, and the, the, the way for her to do that was to get the vaccine. Yeah. So that's why that's why she had it. And, and again, I can you can't knock that. If if the risks, and because this is the ultimate, the, the the whole the, the testing of the vaccines last year were not on the old and the vulnerable. <laughs> I mean, obviously. So the, the, that that test was performed in December, 
Yeah, on on live on live patients on on the population at large. If they knew the the risks associated with that post vaccine, post first dose, we're only really talking about the first dose here as well. Post first dose of the vaccine, where your vulnerability to being ill, dying, and or from COVID, you know, um, in the first few weeks is higher. If people knew that, if it was, right, you're going to be immune, but only if you survive the vaccine. (laughs) Only if you get past this couple of weeks. As you said, one of the things you could do is take the vaccine and immediately hope that you haven't, you know, just been infected by it. And you aren't exhibiting symptoms yet. I mean, I'd want, I'd, I'd, I would want to pay somebody to come into my house in a hazmat suit and give me the vaccine. Where are the hazmat suits? I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to go Have to some. Have you seen any media pictures at all of any official in any circumstance in any kind of hazmat suit over the last year? I don't think so. What do you think that is? I mean, I saw, you know, okay, you know what? I saw it early on when, when, they, think, when they thought it actually was deadly. Yeah. When people were testing, yep. they were in hazmat suits yep. early on. Because it's like, hang on a second, this, this, this could be a deadly virus. From then on, mask, face covering, yeah, um, fine. I mean, these, uh, these plastic probably, aprons. Probably rubber gloves. These plastic it. aprons must be amazing, must not they? Sure. Um, but, but I mean, not, I've seen people testing not even with like a mask and a face shield. I mean, just yeah, like a, just an N95 yeah. mask. That, yeah. That's fine. I mean, I think it's it's because I mean, yeah, it's because think, masks think, work exactly. Think of the rush to get PPE. It wasn't a rush to get full hazmat suits for for testers, for vaccine centres, for hospitals, or whatever. It wasn't any of that at all. I don't think they wanted people to have that association. They didn't want people to think that that's what was necessary because they wanted people to think that masks were okay, that a, you know, a plastic apron was going to be fine, that you know, maybe washing your clothes. But yeah, it's like, it's like if you asked me to steal my door handle. If, if you asked me to steal my masks, the only way I could do it would be to lie and to say, well, it prevents all the water droplets and all that kind of stuff. And that's how you transmit the disease. Yeah. That's the only way to do it. And it's the same with vaccines. The only way I could do it would be to lie to you. And to say that you know they are very very okay, effective. Are there any they're, lies they're, 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 sorry, with vaccines. Are there any lies with vaccines as opposed to omissions? Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm counting. I'm counting omissions with 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 lies. Okay, I guess. Um, okay, I'm just, I, I mean, if you've got any, that would be great. I'm, I mean, I'm intrigued to know if there are. If there is a specific outright, well, that's not true. So, I mean, the, I guess, there, I guess there are some lies. Saying you can get it but, again. And that was the is, one. That was the one. It's yeah. like if you've had it, you might be able to get it again. Therefore, you need to be vaccinated. That's yeah. that's a lie. Nonsense. Utter nonsense. I mean, I like to use chickenpox. I know oh, you, you use that, you use it on a previous example, yeah, because yeah. you know occasionally, but as near as makes no difference, you can't uh, get it again. It's statistically insignificant. Yeah. Um, have you heard? This is something I read um, as I occasionally dip into some media. It's not a lot. Um, Glandular fever, potentially being a lot of long COVID, it actually being a recurrence of glandular fever, or even a, just an act, a reactivation of the virus. It's uh, the um, Epstein-Barr virus. Yeah, right. Now, 
whenever I, back when I was on Twitter, uh, having conversations with people about long COVID, and I said, look, this is just post-viral fatigue syndrome. I, I had that when I had, I had um, glandular fever quite late. I had it when sure. I was 30. I just turned 30. Um, I'm convinced that my uh, my then fiance gave it, gave it to me, um, and and I got I got pretty ill. I, I I have I have never been as ill as that. Sure, and I had about the same age, maybe slightly older. You had I, swine. Flu. I had swine flu, and that wiped me out for a while as well because it was. It, I'd be, I'd think I was okay. I'd go back to work, and then it just wiped me out, and I wouldn't have enough energy to get out of bed the next day. And... I had I had all sorts of stuff like that. Yeah, um, and and it took. It was a long, slow recovery um i went i went hysterical a couple of times really with the with the like the tiredness of it that's making me feel weird thinking back to that but we i remember going out i remember going out for like just some christmas drinks or something um and it was like clearly it was just too early for me to do anything social whatsoever and just 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 came back and just completely lost it wasn't fun for sure. Wasn't fun for Caroline or anything like that. Um, uh, and uh, yeah, took it took it a bit easier after that. And all that was was a couple of hours down the pub. So, but no, I've read that. Bearing in mind that that most people have the Epstein Barr virus. Again, bit of virus one hundred and one for people. Okay. Most people get it. Most people have it, and most people just suffer some mild symptoms from it. Sounds familiar? <laughs> so you might have got a cold. You would have probably just had cold symptoms, maybe a sore throat. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I didn't realise that. And in the most that. severe cases, it's glandular fever, mononucleosis, what, what the Americans call mono. Yeah, I didn't, okay? didn't realise that it was hence, common. Hence, it gets passed on from someone. Sure. Who has it asymptomatically. <laughs> Asymptomatically or or mildly, you can you can just be a carrier. You can just have it and not have any, had any symptoms whatsoever. So how does it get transmitted? Uh, in saliva. Ah, which is why you think you got it. Yeah. Right. Because I'm thinking, hang on a second. I'm I'm you know like sort of you know asymptomatic transmission is very it's very known, difficult. It's known as the kissing disease. Is that the same one? Yeah. Or right. it's certainly one of them. Right. Yeah. That's why. Right. That's why. People go to university, and that's that. That is like that age group. Sure, is when people get thrust together, and all the viruses thrust right. you passed, passed, <laughs> passed around. I chose my words of care. Um, that that's where that's where you're most likely. That the, that's the age bracket you're most likely right. to get it, and it's mainly because you're suddenly, let's say, mixing with lots sure. of with lots of people that are from all over the country. It's why they worried about. University is going back in September um, because it's not just like a local school. It's you know you're you're travelling from all over the country to go to go you know, to university. But apparently, doctors, scientists, whatever, uh, are seeing uh, that actually people are testing positive for um, for a reactivated Epstein Barr right. virus. So it's been dormant in them. Uh- I'll have to tell it. So there's there's a guy at work who's uh, a mate of mine whose whose wife had it, and she's glandular fever. No, 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 COVID. COVID. Yeah, um, and and the COVID didn't affect her that badly. You know, felt rough for mm. a week, but she's 
she's really rough now, just like no energy, struggling to, you know, all this kind of stuff. So I'm wondering if she's right. seen the same thing. I mean, it'd be interesting. I don't know whether you can go to your GP and say, have a test. I mean, there is a test for it. Yeah, sure. I, I had a test back. I mean, the, the test took weeks because it's the NHS. And I had, a, I had a good doctor who, after a couple of weeks of going back, because it's like, as an illness, you get, you get worse and worse after over a few weeks. And after a few weeks of being utterly awful, you slowly get better again. Mm. But during that, that downward bit, obviously, you think it's all sorts of things. And you think, you're just about to turn the corner. <laughs> oh, it's been a few days now. If this is just, a, if this is just tonsillitis, then I'll be out of the woods in a couple of days. And you just, just get worse and worse and worse. Ho- horrible. But so after going to the doctors, you know, three or four times over, say, you know, three weeks or something, doctor's like, all right, I think it's this. And now, blood test, I think it was send it off it's going to take a month to get the results but the point is can't do anything about it anyway we'll, we'll know that's what it was but can't can't do anything about it I, I think it's that you've just got to hunker down I got given some some things to treat the symptoms but that chicken soup that's them. <laughs> oh yeah I got I mean I, I couldn't swallow um, my throat was was almost closed it was horrible and uh, so I just like spray stuff in my throat and things that was not a nice period of time Um but I just find it fascinating that potentially this virus that everyone lives with, that most people still have in them, because again, we are we are this combination of bacteria, of of viruses. Well, okay, so this is this, we live with it. this is this is our best attempt at steel money. Yeah, you need to take the the vaccine so you don't get glandular fever. <laughs> yeah, you've, you've done it. There we go. Unless you've already had it, in which case it's not going to. As in, if you've already had COVID. I mean, there is no, yeah, or glandular fever. Um, <laughs> there's, there's no, there's no argument for giving it to everybody, is there? I can't see it. There's, there's, no, there can't be a single valid argument for, for, for giving it to everybody, including, you know, I, I'm talking about people who've had it. And even, and even politically, if we go back to what you were saying about wanting to make sure people don't run amok, and people don't go and have their, their COVID parties, like, uh, like chickenpox parties. I'm I'm trying, I'm trying to work out whether it's just the assumption that people are stupid. Yeah, and it and therefore you just need to keep the messaging really simple. Everybody needs it because everybody needs it because we're just trying to hit um, you know magic I herd think, immunity. Number. Yeah, I think there's, there's obviously... although they've been very careful not to talk about hitting a herd immunity number. Have you, have you seen? Otherwise, you could measure it and then you could hit it, and then what will they be able to do with their authoritarian measures at that point? Yeah, well, that's why that's why they've they've, they've never, you know, I and mean, we're 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 a year into it now, basically. Yep, almost. And we date. still haven't been given any exact criteria of when we're gonna <laughs> when we're gonna leave. Andy, three weeks to flatten the curve, all right? You know, it's been fifty-one weeks, I think, now, hasn't it? <laughs> um, in fifty-one out of three, um, but it's yeah, they've never given us they've never given us any statistics nope. because, like you say, if they hit them, then that's it. Yeah, I mean, it's now statistically, it's now less than one in a million. We had about fifty deaths, I think, yesterday, right. out of sixty-six million people. Right. So it's now it's now less than you now got less you know less than the one in a million chance of dying from this. Well, less than one in a million people are dying from it. That's not the same as the chances of dying from it. <laughs> I, I mean, 
we can work out what the chances of dying from it. I think the chances of you and I dying from it are zero. Well, yeah, of course it depends on your on your age group, but, but roughly roughly speaking, yeah. you've got a one in a million chance of of dying from it at the moment. Yeah, and yeah. yet we're still we still it's still illegal to sit on a park bench with your mate. Yep. Until you know next week or or the week after, whenever it is, it's the end of March, isn't it? They're starting to relax the rules. Yeah, but even as I say, politically, I can't think of anything other than treating people with utter contempt. Yeah, and I think I think so. If you look at other countries in Europe. They're yeah. now starting to protest a bit more. Um, yeah. Some of the countries, you know, you're seeing some in Poland, um, yeah. Italy. A lot of these countries who've seen proper totalitarian rule and still within they living, know it when still they see within it. living memory, they don't trust the government. Yeah. You know, you, you know, you, you only need to speak to Lithuanians or Poles and people who've, you know, who've lived through. Through at least communism, possibly communism and fascism, maybe from Poland. Yeah. I mean, they've had the, some of the worst luck, you know, in in, in the world over the past hundred years. Uh, they don't trust the government. Whereas here, well, our government, how, we're different from the Germans. We're different from the Italians, from the Poles, from the Lithuanians, from the Russians, from the Chinese. Our government wouldn't be that bad. Does it? Does it help our cause when countries ban the use of the AstraZeneca? gene therapy because of you know, pick something blood clots death <laughs> some something unexplained blindness that's another one isn't it yeah they've had quite a few cases of people going blind yeah does it help that you know countries just go right that's it no we're not we're not we're not doing that one i think on balance it does because it makes people distrust experimental gene therapy vaccines yeah which is and, a good thing and helps make the argument that so you need there to might manage your vaccine. own risk. There, there might be a vaccine. I'm not, you know, I'm not anti-vaccine yet. <laughs> but there's being anti this brand new one, these brand new ones, these experimental ones that were only invented five minutes ago, and all vaccines. I mean, that's it's a it's a really it's a really lazy thing to do, isn't it? To say, oh, you're anti-vax. I mean, that's the the, the standard political you know um slurs are being used again aren't they covid denier anti-vaxxer conspiracy theorist the other side don't particularly have anything original but it's like it's like i wouldn't have a driverless car for a while certainly for a while until i knew what the what the software was going to do if it for example made a choice between killing me and killing somebody on the side of the road i'd want to know that i could override it or i could set it to you know what always saved my life for example, so I wouldn't have a driverless car. I'm not anti-car. You know, it's that kind of stupidity. You know, yeah. you can you can think I'm not going to have this particular. I don't like Android phones. I'm not anti-mobile phone. Yeah. You know, I just I don't like, I don't want this one. This is too early. You just don't like this variant. <laughs> this strain. <laughs> the variant thing. Yeah. If if you've if you've had it the virus then the the variants they're just that they would be classed as a different a different virus if it got so different that your body couldn't recognize it anymore so my understanding of epidemiology which which granted is armchair level but i read is that Again, once you're immune, you're immune. Like the the variants aren't going to do anything. Okay, here's a prediction for you. Yeah. 
COVID-19, okay? So-called... COVID-20? COVID-21? Because of 2019. Yeah. I think what will happen is that we'll get to a point where people will... Or, or let's say a lot of people will be having the vaccine. Yeah. And lots of people will be will have had it or will be immune or whatever. Get, there's going to be a variant that they will say is a new virus. Right. SARS-CoV-3. Whether it is or not, in fact, it probably won't. This, okay, my prediction is that there won't be a SARS-CoV-3, but we will be told that there is a SARS-CoV-3 because this one is significantly different. So we're and we all need to categorise it SARS-CoV-3, and we all need to wear masks again, and yeah. we might have to have a second vaccine. That's coming. Surely you're doing, you're doing my job in the middle of summer last year, aren't you? Now, because I predicted all of this stuff. Albeit, I predicted that they would do it over flu as well. Sure. And what they've done is magically cure flu. No one dies of flu anymore. But that's what that's what that's what they'll potentially do with with this with SARS-CoV three, is that they'll yes. you know flu will be misdiagnosed as SARS-CoV three. And SARS-CoV two will be misdiagnosed as SARS-CoV three. So I, reckon, yeah. I, I I can see in the summer or maybe late September we need to get people wearing masks by the winter. What can we do? Brilliant SARS-CoV three. SARS-CoV-1, otherwise known up until this point as SARS. Yeah. It must have got to the UK, right? I think it did. I think there were a few people, but it was, it's, you know, it's, the symptoms are so bad and you, you don't transmit it until you get the symptoms. It's really easy to isolate people. I just wonder whether or not a level of immunity exists because it was passed around but it was much milder than people thought some what you might you might term this asymptomatic cases maybe i what if you and i I'm are skept- immune i'm skeptical about so sars cov 2 because we had pre-existing immunity from sars and one of those horrible colds we had it's sometime in the last 17 years. Actually, was SARS. I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm a little bit sceptical about that. There's at least a chance. But there is a chance, yeah. If you, if, you, if you believe all of the nonsense about SARS-CoV-2 that is peddled by the government and the media, then to me, these things are at least as plausible. Well, they're at least questionable. Yeah, aren't they? You yeah, know, the, the fact that you know, we, we we know now that that's the point I'm making. We, we now we know now that everything we've been told about SARS-CoV-2 is rubbish. Therefore, perhaps they were telling us rubbish about all the rest as well. Yeah. So I've done a, a bang up job here of steel manning. This is genius. Yeah, steel manning vaccines. Um, there, there's nowhere else to go with it, though, is there? I mean, have you have you had any other arguments from people? Have you have you had anyone say, no, this is why I'm doing it, or this is why you should? You probably haven't had any of these conversations yet. Do no. you know anyone else who, who has? I, I've had conversations with people, and I know, I know, I know at least one person who doesn't want to go back into work until he's had the vaccine. Really? Because he doesn't. He knows someone who's had long COVID, and doesn't want to get it. He's like, no, it's too risky. It's too risky. I don't want to. I don't want to be out for months with long COVID. I'd rather. I, I want to get the vaccine. I'm not going back to work until I get until I get the vaccine. Right. Interesting. It's not me, you know. Yeah. Go go for your life. Um, if that makes you happy, feel free to take your own risk. But I'll be taking mine. Yeah. 
Um, should we touch on vaccine passports or the idea of, of some kind of certification before? Papers, we... please. Papers, please. That's exactly what I say when somebody says it. There's, there's, I mean, there's, there's no chance of still manning that, is there? Because it's just fascist. Yeah, it's well, it's it's kind of it's again, it's one of those that could be argued to be fascist or communist, couldn't it? I mean, it's a bit East okay. German as it's well, isn't it? It's totalitarian. That's all it is. And the idea, the idea that you can be that that you can not create, that you deliberately don't want to create two tiers of people, the immune from the virus and the not. But you're quite happy to create people who you consider to be immune because they've been vaccinated, and those people have not. The, I mean, when when it first this, started this, getting this, this about, is why you can't. It, can it be anything other than sinister? I, I that's that it, it's that and the concept of immunity from from the virus. Th- these two things together mean that you just shouldn't trust it at all. That's where I've got to as well. I don't know where else to go with it. I, I, How do you convince someone that this is for the good when vaccine passports are going to be a thing? I mean, they just are, aren't they? There's no... They're coming. I mean, that's the next... Whether or not within a couple of years it's dropped away because it's unenforceable or because the human rights lawyers have got off of their fat asses and done something about this. I mean, I would be... If, if anyone... If anyone starts crowdfunding decent lawyers to fight yes. this, I will. I would put money into it for sure. Totally, because um, totally I think it'll be a fantastic cause. Um, I'm. I'm just hoping that that they take a while to get through, and that maybe there'll be a few challenges in Parliament or whatever. And you know, you know, they'll, they'll just be fanning around for long enough. And this might only be like a month or so, but to the point where we're we're down to like five or six deaths a day. In which but case, the seasonality, right? They but they they factored in the seasonality. This this virus is seasonal. Would you agree? For sure. Okay. Like all of them, <laughs> <laughs> they did their absolute best to get us to winter, didn't they? With on fear. Oh sure, they they prolonged it as long as they could to make sure that there was another there was a second wave. There had to be a second wave. Yeah. So we need to prolong this until we get the second wave that we want. So there's going to be a third wave. And then there's going to be a fourth wave. There's going to be a fifth wave, and a sixth, and a seventh, and an eighth, etc. Yep. But what we're talking about there are the seasons. I think there's less likelihood of that happening because I think I think what will happen, and this is quite again, and this is not this is not a good thing, but I think what will happen is lots of people will voluntarily take the vaccine. And it will, and, and and I think the vaccine is kind of kill or cure. So they'll either they'll they'll, right. they'll either get killed by the vaccine or get it and, and die soon afterwards because they've caught COVID. Right. Or it will actually provide a level of immunity and it will so struggle to go think, around. So you don't think that test and trace is is here for the long term, even with the vaccinated? Because you don't think they can turn around and go right now that everyone's been vaccinated. We're at risk of obviously some mutant variants, and you might need a you might need a vaccine update. You might need Service Pack One on your I vaccine. Think, I think SARS-CoV three will be how they the get SARS-CoV-3, around it. SARS-CoV three, yeah, absolutely. Um, uh, but don't worry because now we've proven that these vaccines can work. Because you know, look, we got through the last six months without a load of deaths, and now they're rising again. But you know, we've just proven that the vaccines work. Nonsense, obviously. 
because it's seasonal. So we'll work on the next maxim. We can do it quicker this time. We can do it quicker this time because we've we've proven we can roll them out quicker. When we we've been we've been ramping up for the pharmaceutical industry. We can we can prove that we can do it. It would quicker. have to be it would have to be another virus. It would have to be SARS-CoV-3. Otherwise otherwise the vaccines don't work. If there's a spike and everyone's been vaccinated, the vaccines don't work. And they can't have that. So Why they have they? to rebrand. Why it. can't they? What if the vaccines don't work? So we need to live in a per- perpetual state of the vaccines. They stop some death, but they don't stop all death. So you're going to get ill. But then you've got to isolate, you've got to test and trace in order to, to, to mean that the one person that you might spread it to who's vulnerable, who the vaccine doesn't work for, doesn't die. I think if we have, if we have a spike like the first or the second one, I, I, I'm hoping that people aren't that stupid. I think the only way they could get, well, okay, there are a couple of ways they could get around it. The vaccine doesn't last very long. It gives you six months. You have to have it every six months. That's one way of getting around it. Yeah. The other way is... Well, it was effective against SARS-CoV-2, but now we've got SARS-CoV-3. Yeah. And you're going to have to have a new vaccine to combat SARS-CoV-3. Well, either way, we're talking about And, and what, they, what they can do, and they could, they could easily manufacture a spike if they wanted to. Yes. Because they do what they did this year. I, I don't flu believe deaths. any of these figures. Flu deaths. Yes. Flu hasn't vanished. No. Um, and flu, because of the nature of flu, uh, changes. Because coronaviruses, they do change, but not that, it's quite difficult for them to... To mutate, yeah. Certainly compared to, you know, other other viruses. Oh, the influenza viruses. Yeah, sure. Because yeah. they're um, like rhinoviruses and, and other other ones. I think some yeah. some of those can mutate a lot easier, um, which is why the flu jabs is just a gamble every year. So there will be twenty to forty thousand deaths next year of some kind of upper respiratory issue, like normal, like like every single year, and they could easily just rebadge it if they wanted to. So that's my, that's my prediction. SARS-CoV three, before too long, before the end of the year. COVID twenty one. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think? Um, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised by that. At well, all. No, that sounds. Yeah. I know that sounds a bit kind of well, conspiracy theory. Well, I thought they would just pivot to, to flu. My prediction, I think, was that it they was would correct. Pivot it was. It was. Now we've, we've we've fixed SARS-CoV three. We Look. can't possibly let twenty to forty thousand people a year die from flu when we've proven what we can do. And so winter lockdowns, you know, we, that's just going to be the, the shutting down of the economy for three or four months every year is going to be the norm to protect our NHS and to somehow prevent these deaths that they won't actually prevent anyway. I mean, I'm, I'm just hoping that the spineless Brits that we've seen will suddenly grow a backbone at some point and think, you know, what, I've had enough. Not I need to happen. see my family. Not going to happen. Hasn't happened yet. The only the only time I can see it happening is when it happens everywhere else, and you know, so other countries, other countries, and then so people in Britain are thinking, why Do people not see Florida? Ah, oh, d- d- Florida is is ridiculous. I mean, it's been open for six months or something now, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, September. And they've seen they've got better figures, yeah. than lots of the other states that have had full lockdowns, mask mandates, yeah. and. They've got a really aged population in Florida as well. Oh yeah, that's where you that's where you go to retire, isn't it? Sure. Have you seen the shape of the graph of of deaths or of cases? I can't remember which one it is. I've seen really. I've seen a couple from, from, where they've been Florida. superimposed on other states. Right. It looks like the UK. Sure. That that weird double spike thing from the turn of the year. 
You know, when it kind of, when it went up and then suddenly it was shooting down again, everyone, oh, well, is that what it was? Then it climbed again. That happened over in Florida as well. So anyone arguing that, you know, the lockdown measures are what brought down I mean, I'm still, anyway. I'm still skeptical. All that the vaccine did now. I see news reports saying, "Ah, oh, it's going down. It's going down. This is just proof that the vaccines work." I just don't see how you can, in any way, scientifically say that. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't trust the figures because I, I still think that there are there's a huge proportion of false positives. Are they and vaccinating think, in Florida? I don't know, but I think, I think a lot of, I think a lot of the second spike in all countries around the world, was just because they were testing at that point. Yeah. And testing testing fit and healthy people and getting false positives. Yeah. I mean, Finland. Finland are doing yeah. all right. Yeah. Yeah, nobody talks about, you know, people, people will talk about Sweden now. Now they've gone a bit more authoritarian. Yeah. People are like, well, Sweden have seen the light. Um, but Finland. Like, nobody, but nobody makes the point. They always say, oh, well, they're not doing as well as Denmark or their surrounding countries or whatever. But they should have been a massive pile of dead bodies. Sure. Based on what they were going to say. Well, that, that, was, that was never the argument. It's no, not that you're, you're not going to do much better. It was that it would be catastrophic. Yeah. It's like your entire population out. will be wiped out. That's what yeah. we were told. Yeah. The, the, the health system will be overwhelmed. Bodies in the streets. Overwhelmed morgues. All of that kind of stuff. Didn't happen. On that cheery note. Yeah, we've... we've We've probably come to the end of this. I, I wanted to talk specifically about vaccines because I know we've just dropped in the odd bit. But I genuinely, I, mainly because I want to be ready. I mean, I feel like I've got the arguments against. But still manning is always a good idea so that you can then work out, you know, what your actual arguments should be and try and go for them like straight away. I like, I like to go in with, with the argument that beats the best the other side have first. Sure, sure. Because then the only way is down for them. <laughs> is, is that a technique you've ever? Yeah, I I I like to yeah if, straight if, in. Particularly if you're if you're, you know, if you're debating somebody about you know the EU or or, or socialism or something like that, you know what they're going to say. The EU is a difficult one because I think there it, there's too many reasons and there's no one killer blow. I don't think. Uh, so that's a, that's a, I've always found that a difficult one to know where to where to attack someone for or to or to defend myself on. Um, and normally, as soon as you land a blow, they just pivot to something completely different mm. because there's such a broad range of policy areas that you can kind of talk about. I, yeah, I, I normally focus on the customs union. Yeah, because that's just again, Tra- trade's an easy one. Just again, the, I couldn't I couldn't steel man that. Well, steel man tariffs for me. I mean. Yeah, still, still man protectionism. It's yeah. not trying to still man fascism. Yeah, absolutely. So, I was I was intrigued to know whether or not you had anything more on on vaccines that that you know you were struggling with. But no, just but I, I, I just I just I just hope that anyone anyone who's listening to this and was I mean I don't think there will be, but if anyone was listening to this and teaching on the edge and wondering should I get the vaccine, maybe just hang fire for a little bit. Yeah, and the biggest reason for me isn't the service pack one argument that you've got oh no so you don't need it for me well but even even then um it's 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 the it's all of those sinister things that we've mentioned all of those things that say there must be something else going on otherwise they would tell us the truth here's an here's an observation i had from uh, from somebody i know uh not specific to vaccines but specific to this 
crisis manufactured or otherwise and that is if there was genuinely a crisis okay they would be trying to make out that everything was okay oh sure like in times of war like in times of war everything everything's fine stiff up a lip down keep yeah keep your the british end up keep buggering on yeah there would be it would be a, they a wouldn't be spending 189 million pounds on advertising for example but if they did it would be it would be you know we're all in this together and uh well they've said a bit of that yeah but i mean i mean you know don't worry we got this and you know sure um but the opposite is the case isn't it it's all been about this is the worst thing that could ever possibly happen to us yeah and and it's giving regardless of regardless of how true any of this is it's giving it's giving people a lot of useful information about just how far you can push populations. Yeah, that was the take home from that um, uh, Ferguson interview, wasn't it? We didn't think we'd do this because that was communist China. We didn't think we'd do the same. We didn't. We didn't. Uh, we didn't think we could get away with get it. Get away with I it. Think yes. were his words. Uh, but then Italy, so we did. Yeah. On that, on that cheery note, when I mean, on my prediction is that we're going to end up with uh, with Lord Ferguson. Oh no! Don't you think? I think even that would be pu- that, that would be pushing. I mean, that really. Would I'm be- talking about in years' time. In that- years' time for services to the nation of his computer modelling. I mean, that would be weapons grade trolling by whoever did that, wouldn't it? I mean, that really is. How far can we push this thing? You don't think all of the rest of this is, is sure, already but- in that territory? Yeah, I get, I get- masks. Two masks. Oh, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. And then now they're saying, what's what's Fauci saying? He's saying is he not? Is he saying, saying three? three meters? Isn't he instead of two? Is he? Yeah. He's saying. I think he's saying maybe, maybe nine feet. The, maybe not six feet. Maybe nine the, feet. Um, maybe wear two masks. The guy masks. I can't remember his name. Uh, he certainly was the head of the CDC. The director oh, jeez, the guy's masks are better than vaccines. That this, guy. He actually held waved, it up and said, waved it up in the air. This is my vaccine. Yeah. That's why I'm saying there's going to be a Lord Ferguson. Yeah, it's shocking. But I mean, just I mean, I, again, this is this is not this is not particularly cheery. But I've seen I've seen tweets of people who are, you know, so there was one in particular who was gen, I think who was very ill anyway, mm. um, recovering from something, so had been afraid for the past year, uh, and the tweet was and so this yes this is someone who had like a. a, a very poor immune system as, as it was. Right, okay. okay. So a rare condition, and, shielding. And, yeah, and saying, basically, I've shielded for a year. I've been outside my house five times in the past year. Uh, I've been I've been wearing... Uh, I, I wear glasses to, you know, to, anyway, to protect my eyes. Every time I go out, I wear two masks. Yeah. This have done for the past year. The, the fifth time I've gone out, and I've got it. And ended it with... Please, everyone, wear your masks. I'm like, if the take home from that is that masks work, you're, re- you're reading into the situation incorrectly. But that's where some people are. Yeah. Everyone, please wear your mask because this is what happens when you wear a mask. Yeah, I mean, there was there's there's been a few high profile, been a few celebrities that have got got. I think Lewis Hamilton. Lewis Hamilton, obviously, just you know, bedwetter going on about it and you know all this. I I, I so he he. <laughs> He would have wanted to race, so he he's raced with like a fever of like a hundred and three or something in the past. But don't you remember where he said, "I have done everything. I've not taken 
any risks, sure. any chances yeah. at all, yet I've got it. Yeah. But I don't think he was faking it. He would have wanted. There is nothing that will prevent Lewis Hamilton no, from no, racing. No, I agree. But these are these are the examples of why. Oh, why it doesn't work? Just, yeah, yeah, sure. Ignore it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but he he wasn't doing it as a publicity stunt or anything. He would no. do nothing. As much as he loves publicity, he loves getting in a Formula One car more and okay. winning races. And and he, at the time, he was like one race off Schumacher's record. Yeah. So it was like, you know, there, there was no way he, he, he would he would wanted to have missed that race. Um, but yeah, it, that's, that's why it doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Formula One, they are proper bubbles. You know, yes. they are, they are, they fly in their own private jets. They stay with the same people. Yeah. They kind of evacuate hotels. You know, they, they, they literally, they don't see anybody else but each other. They must have terrible immune systems. Oh, yeah. That's sure. my worry. I haven't had, I haven't even had the sniffles in a year. The next time you catch it, it will be rough. Yeah. I need to, I need to travel around. I need to, I need to rub up against some people to get some viruses. Well, yeah, think, I mean, think of, because I, I, this is another like thing, you know, normally when kids go back at school after the holidays. Right, so that it's, we're now you know, in the, we're coming up to the middle of, or we're at the beginning of the week two. Sure. So there's, there's still time, incubation periods. That's what I mean. There's still time. But, but not, not, I, I, I think because kids have been off for so long now, their immune system is going to be worse than they would have been. Over, than, than, say, coming back normally after the Christmas holidays. Yeah. So the chances of them just picking up coughs and colds and stuff are going to be greater. As it's still pretty chilly outside. So, my daughter is a bit is a bit snotty, and so that and so I think she has she has picked something up in the last week, but she's got no other symptoms. And I've said to her, she's like, she, she's like, really dry mouth in the morning. It's like, right, well, because you've been breathing through your mouth. Normally, you breathe through your nose. It's because you're blocked up. She's there. I need to blow my nose. I need to blow my nose. I need to blow my nose. And it's happened for like two or three days straight now. She feels absolutely fine. She's literally got no other symptoms other than a blocked and runny nose. Classic coronavirus or classic rhinovirus. Sure. A mild one. One where it's, you know, that might be it for her, but you might, you know, you might have what, what was it, you know, a streaming stinking cold. That's just the way it, just the way it works. So I think she's picked up something. Um, I not passed it on to me. Um, particularly, maybe maybe my immune system is. I've had glandular fever. Covid's bounced off me. Um, I've, I've survived the kids going to school now. That's I mean, it. certainly, certainly, parents of young kids do tend after. I mean, they're, they're, so they're they're rough when the kids go to school initially, aren't they? Yeah. But then after that, their immune systems teachers are well, like t- bulletproof. T- teachers in their first their first ever term teaching. Sure, um, they get everything. Well, so it's like my uh, one 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 of the, one of my mates who's um, one of the ones whose wife's had it. So she grew up in Kenya, right? And where where they lived wasn't particularly, you know, well, I don't think it was it wasn't didn't have like particularly high standards of cleanliness. Yes. Um, and you know, so so for the first few years of her life, just kind of came over here. She dysentery. <laughs> well, no, but she she you know she obviously you know, you'd pick stuff up, but she's got such a strong immune system now yeah. that like when she had COVID, it's like day and a half gone. What doesn't kill you only makes you strong. Yeah, and she yeah you know, she ne- she she never catches colds, none of that, nothing nothing can touch her, and he puts that down to the first few years of her life it's in Kenya, bog water, <laughs> where, where she's just built up this you know this rock solid immune system that's just lasted her for the you know for for the rest of her life. Yeah. 
there's something to be said for germs. That's the way we can leave That's it. the positive. Yeah, there's something to be said for germs and viruses. Viruses aren't all bad. And our immune systems are learned from them. We're, we're not immunity deniers. And we'll leave that to the government. Thank you for listening to Sounding Board. You can find us at soundingboard.com. Uh, please, please share. If you're going to do anything, share it with your mates. And If you can, rate and review on whatever platform. That might help. I don't know. I think I think if people rate us, then the chance if we, if we get lots of positive ratings, yeah, then do we appear on some searches and stuff? Then yeah. So if I think the way it works is if I, for example, subscribe to the Delling Pod and subscribe to us, and then if you know if I rate one of them very highly, then oh, when somebody else the other. searches for the Delling Pod, there'll be other pe- other viewers who listen to the Delling Pod. Like sounding board, you're going like... after a very particular special friend now, aren't you? Well, I think there's a there's a Venn I diagram mean that in the plural sense, a special <laughs> friend like uh, like like James does. But I think I think the Venn diagram of you know the sorts of people who were listening to listen to the Delling Pod that's probably our closest yeah our closest podcast I think possibly Tom Woods Tom Woods show oh yeah Tom Woods is excellent um, but that's about it all the other ones even the ones that. I mean, the IEA used to do some occasional good oh, good ones, but they're, they're they're kind of, you know, there's 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 the old. I say there was one with Christian Nemitz recently, which was pretty good. Right. But that's been the first one for ages. Right. Um, yeah. And again, he was looking. He was looking at. It was it was all about the coronavirus actually, okay. but he was looking at things objectively, which nobody nobody's done. No. So he was kind of comparing countries that have done that have had lockdowns and with those that haven't, okay. and, and you know, and and going through that. But most, you know, most most podcasts now are, are just a two, you know, even if they're mostly against lockdowns, yeah. they're kind of they're, they're for the wrong reasons or they're lockdown apologists. Sure, not us. No, no, no. We're we're here for the the, the the morality of it. So thank you for listening, and we'll see you again next time. <laughs>